EM board bombs. Now, here's doctors Iltafat Hussein and Blake Briggs. Welcome back to another EM board bombs podcast where we try to switch it up with board studying, make it a little bit more fun. I am Iltafat Hussein. I am joined by Dr. Blake Briggs. We give you some high yield board knowledge. Uh, one of the things we like to have is come for the stems, but stay for the content. So we're going to get right to it. Here's the question. A 73-year-old female is brought into the emergency department after being found down in her home, and she was lying on top of a loaded shotgun up against the front door. EMS states that the house was a chaotic mess, and it was filled with stuffed unicorns ranging from (laughs) one feet to four feet in size, various colors, but apparently she had a preference for blue. So the patient apparently is a known hoarder, and has a special taste for collecting unicorn figures and other paraphernalia. So on presentation of the 73-year-old female who was found down, she's acutely disoriented. Um, A thorough physical exam is done, and that physical examination shows a large amount of bruising, significant tenderness below the knee. So a large amount of bruising, significant tenderness below the knee, and diffuse swelling as well um, in the left lower leg. Now, which of the following is true? A, immediate emergent fasciotomy should be conducted. B, delta pressure less than 30 or actual pressure less than 30 in a single compartment is diagnostic. C, the forearm is the most common location for this pathology. D, if the patient is hypotensive, a delta pressure cutoff value is 20. That's a doozy. I know, especially the unicorns. So the, you'll blue, never the, blue the blue unicorns, the blue unicorns. With compartment syndrome, this is always kind of one of those things. You, I feel like you didn't really learn formally in medical school. It wasn't really talked about ever because not really one specialty takes ownership of it. It's kind of like an orthopedic, for you know, possible general surgery, possible emergency medicine diagnosis. We don't see this that commonly as we talked about earlier, so it's difficult. Um, however, it's going to be on boards, and that's what the whole point of this podcast is, is for us to do board relevant cases. And I feel like when this one comes up on board questions. People jump different directions, and I feel like at least I don't. I don't. Mem- I don't memorize these common numbers. I always have to double check them, or at least even the locations where to do the striker needle. Um, but the most important thing to remember here is the the number thirty. Um, in some cases, the number twenty. So the compartment perfusion pressure is MAP, the mean arterial pressure minus the compartment pressure, which makes sense because obviously, if you're going to perfuse that tissue in that extremity, you have to overcome the actual pressure of the extremity. You know, the mean arterial pressure has to be higher than that. So the normal compartment pressure is like this range from like zero to eight, which really doesn't matter. Just think of it as zero, right? There should be like no pressure in the extremities for blood to get through. So when your compartment pressure is there at a certain, you know, number that you don't have to memorize, then you're at a high risk for compartment syndrome. And when that happens, you have a reduction in tissue perfusion. Then it goes down this long chain of bad things like reduction of venous drainage, and then you have more edema, and then you prevent lymph drainage, and then you have, you know, pressure in the compartment and it causes compression of the arterioles. And of course, that's the end game right there. And that's end organ ischemia. So the equation here is this delta pressure or delta just meaning literally like change pressure, which is kind of funny if you think about it. It's that straightforward. So delta pressure equals the diastolic blood pressure minus the measured compartment pressure. And whatever that is, if it's less than 30, it's suggestive of compartment syndrome. I think like most people remember that. I don't know about you. At least I remember that part. But I did not know until starting like residency that 
the absolute pressure, if you measure like one compartment, it's greater than 30, you've made a diagnosis as well. I didn't know that part, but apparently that's a big deal too. So greater than 30 in one single compartment, less than 30 for delta pressure, or a delta pressure less than 20 in a hypotensive patient, which I thought was really fascinating as well too. For our listeners, let's break it down, uh, just the numbers that they're going to need to know for board review. Awesome. Let's break it down. So the delta pressure less than 30 is indicated for fasciotomy. If you see that, if you measure the compartment pressure in the question, if it mentions a delta pressure less than 30, you're going to go get a fasciotomy for this patient. And they might ask, you know, when should consultation happen, right? Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And and those, it should always be immediate as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah. There can be the surgery. If you're worried about compartment syndrome um, and even worried about it, you should not necessarily wait to get these pressures. You should be consulting. Um, your surgical teams immediately. And in the interim, if you've got like a striker needle, you can go ahead and start uh, collecting this data. Yeah. And that's why, you know, option A is wrong. Option A said immediate emergent fasciotomy should be conducted. You know, we, we are the ones, if we are in a rural community alone, then we should consider doing that. But this question is really asking in the frame of mind of, you know, what, what's the next step? And you shouldn't be doing that by yourself. You should be actually as Dr. Hussein said correctly, you should be calling the right people first. Um, this is an emergent condition, but this is not. This is a surgical emergency. You should not be doing this routinely. Um, and then the Correct. option C, just to finish up with the wrong answers, the most common location in general is going to be adult. Adults in general have compartment syndrome more, and the most common location is the lower leg, classically with this patient right here with the blue unicorns. Just kidding. Exactly. That's with the tibial fracture, tibial plateau fracture. <laughs> in exactly. kids, in children, it's the forearm, and that's associated with a supracondylar uh, fracture, the volar compartment. So in children, the forearm is most common, but overall, the most common is the tibial plateau. So and sometimes the-, the way, yeah, this question will be written um, is when, you know, that uh, tibial plateau fracture is a, a strike or an immediate impact injury. Um, is how it is. It's not oftentimes, you know, oftentimes, especially elderly folks who are not disoriented, um, the stem might tell you that they, you know, fell and had a direct kind of impact injury on the knee or the patient complains of it being like a knee impact where in reality Mm -hmm. it's that tibial plateau that got injured. Absolutely. So yeah, three numbers finishing up. The numbers I feel like are the hardest thing. If I were listening to this, I'd be like, I want to hear the numbers one more time. Exactly. So the three numbers, remember all the other choices make sense, but three numbers, delta pressure less than 30, a single compartment pressure greater than 30, or a delta pressure less than 20 in a hypotensive patient. Hypotensive, of course, meaning, you know, less than 90 systolic. All right? I like it. I mean, I think that's that kind of summarizes it all. Yeah. And yeah. while we're here, you know, we, we should also mention the key things, uh, for, especially for our medical students, when they're uh, worried about compartment pressure and uh, compartment syndrome in a patient. What are some of those key things that they should be seeing, uh, Dr. Brick? So this patient actually we presented today is, is similar to one I had, and I measured compartment pressures about two months ago in the ED with a striker needle. Um, and this uh, patient was found down. Usually it's a patient, unfortunately, that's going to be altered. That's your worst enemy because they won't be able to tell you how much pain they're having in their extremities. So the classic thing we're taught in medical school is those seven Ps. The right. you know the, the pain out of proportion, however, is actually going to be the most common uh, finding by far. The earliest objective finding on physical exam is just compartment firmness. It, it feels firm. It, when you push your fingers in, it feels like a rock, stone, or wood, solid wood object. Um, your, your fingers aren't going to go in at all. It's not cushy edema. Um, and then the classic findings that every medical student should know, of course, are pain, pallor, paresthesias, paralysis, and pulselessness um, are right. the big things. Those yeah. occur much later. 
Exactly. And from a, just a clinical standpoint, it, you know, it's, it's oftentimes obvious when there's prestigia, there's paralysis, there's pulselessness. But the one that I feel that I see med students and even residents kind of struggle with is the pain out of proportion. Really, okay. that's a big part of it uh, because they'll have pulses, they'll have other things, but you, you're not necessarily going to have um, firmness um, or feel the compartment necessarily full right away. And another thing to be cognizant of is that patient, you know, pain out of proportion, you should be thinking of neck fascia as well. Oh, totally. Um, oh, yeah. So, especially you know, keep, keep neck fascia exactly in the back of your head, especially for that patient that comes in and it was a non-traumatic uh, type injury as well. Um, and that is just complaining of a ton of, uh, you know, pain and that just out of proportion. Which is also another surgical emergency. So convenient. So, exactly. So, yeah, you're not, you're not doing the wrong thing if you call the surgeon downstairs. They're going to come in and they're going to say, yeah, they don't have compartment syndrome, but actually they have neck bash. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. you should go to the OR. <laughs> you go to the OR. Exactly. <laughs> so I like it. Um, I feel like I have my three key numbers down uh, that you mentioned, the 30, 30, 20. It's a great summary. Awesome. Well, great question. Really, uh, the blue unicorns, I think, are the big part of this. So. Remember this, yeah. And that's another, blue you know, unicorn. we're going to be using some interesting stems here to get everyone to remember. The blue unicorn sign, remember that. Remember yeah, we're that. using that at work. People, nurses are going to be like, what is he talking What is this guy? <laughs> I know. Anyways, we appreciate our listeners, and uh, we'll be back next time. Thanks, See you next guys. time.